Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 65. Chapter 4. Let the Midnight Special shine its light on me. Let the Midnight Special shine its ever-loving light on me. The Midnight Special. Traditional song. Shadow and Wednesday ate breakfast at a country kitchen across the street from their motel. It was eight in the morning, and the world was misty and chill. You still ready to leave Eagle Point? asked Wednesday at the breakfast bar. I have some calls to make if you are. Friday, today. Friday's a free day, a woman's day. Saturday, tomorrow, much to do on Saturday. I'm ready, said Shadow. Nothing keeping me here. Wednesday heaped his plate high with several kinds of breakfast meats. Shadow took some melon, a bagel, and a packet of cream cheese. They went and sat down in a booth. That was some dream you had last night, said Wednesday. Yes, said Shadow, it was. Laura's muddy footprints had been visible on the motel carpet when he got up that morning, leading from his bedroom to the lobby and out the door. So, said Wednesday, why did they call you Shadow? Shadow shrugged. It's a name, he said. Outside the plate glass, the world in the mist had become a pencil drawing executed in a dozen different grays, with here and there a smudge of electric red or pure white. How'd you lose your eye? Wednesday shoveled half a dozen pieces of bacon into his mouth, chewed, wiped the fat from his lips with the back of his hand. Didn't lose it, he said. I still know exactly where it is. And that's our page. So we get a quote from a traditional song called Midnight Special at the head of the page, originally published in 1905, it looks like. It's thought that it originated with Prisoners in the American South, recorded by a number of artists throughout the 20th century, most notably by uh, Lead Belly, who we mentioned before. In the mid-20th century, it was recorded by Harry Belafonte, and the recording's notable uh, as much for Harry Belafonte as it is for the then-unknown Bob Dylan on harmonica in his first recording. The song was recorded and performed by numerous other people, including ABBA and Paul McCartney, but the version I'm most familiar with is the Creedence Clearwater Revival version, recorded for the album Willie and the Poor Boys in 1969. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a ever-loving light on me. The album was one of three that the band released that year, which... Pop music in the 60s was kind of crazy. Album is notable for also including Fortunate Son and Down on the Corner. The song itself is supposedly referring to Midnight Special, a train operated by Chicago Alton Railroad. Uh, ran an overnight schedule, hence Midnight Special. The train made its final run April 30th, 1971. Um, oh. But now, that's funny. So, Joys of the Internet, one site said it did refer to this train, while another site that I just found says it does not refer to this train. Huh. So duplicitous, everything seems to be. Well, 
I'm going to leave this in here because I'm an idiot who didn't do the proper research. So it might be true or it might not be true, which Wednesday would greatly enjoy this dichotomy, I think. The page also starts off proper with Wednesday reminding us that it's Friday. The two men met on Wednesday, Laura's funeral and resurrection was Thursday, and now Friday, named for Freya or Frigg, thus a woman's day. Tomorrow being Saturday, and we can talk a bit more about the significance there, but that'll be about 15 or 20 pages away or so. I also think it's interesting the difference in the breakfast choices that Wednesday and Shadow make. Wednesday has a pile of meat, while Shadow fruit and a bagel. Also of note, Wednesday refers to Laura's visit as a dream, and Shadow just sort of goes along with it. But we did previously note Wednesday does not like it when the dead come a-calling, so he's either doing a really bad joke, or... I don't know. It, it seems like a really odd choice at this point. I don't know why we're referring to it as a dream when there's physical evidence of her visit. Uh, maybe it's gallows humor, though. If we go back to that, and if we do go back to that, there's also grave dirt all over everything, which I know isn't the same as gallows dirt as we were mentioning in the earliest parts of the novel, but similar. I also think it's of interest that Wednesday specifically asks why he's called Shadow, not why he is named Shadow. I suppose it's a minor difference between the two, but... I'm going to be pushing pretty hard that Shadow is not Shadow's real name, or his true name. Shadow also asks Wednesday a fairly invasive question about how he lost his eye, and Wednesday rebuffs him with a bit of humor. It's certainly humor, but it's also truth. Page 46 of Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology. One drink. With a drink from your well, Mimir, I will be wise. Name your price. Your eye is my price, said Mimir. Your eye in the pool. Odin did not ask if he was joking. The journey through giant country to get to Mimir's well had been long and dangerous. Odin had been willing to risk his life to get there. He was willing to do more than that for the wisdom he sought. And then he stabs his eye out, and he gets wisdom from drinking from the pool. So, he knows where it is. He knows exactly where it is, and he could go back at any time and get it, I suppose. So, it is meant to be humorous, but at the same time, it's true. Odin, or uh, Wednesday, rather, in this case, knows where his eye is. But that is the end of my notes for the day. You can get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com, or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember... Only the gods are real.